0: is god hallelujah let's lift up our hands all across this house do you feel his presence amen do you feel his presence amen when we lift up our hallelujah his presence comes down and inhabits the praises of his people hallelujah 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 oh let's clap our hands unto the lord and shout with a voice of triumph Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. It is so good to be in the house of the Lord and to see so many smiling faces. Amen. But it's so good to feel the presence of God in this house. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It's so good to have so many guests and visitors in the house of the Lord. And uh, just, amen, let's give them a good ARC welcome in Jesus' name. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. It's good to have the Easter family and church. We have a lot of Californians in church today, and it's good to have them. Amen. You're amongst friends here, and it's good to have Sister Bettina's family and, and in the church here today. And You know, he told me something I didn't know. My pastor actually won him to God, and isn't it crazy how God moves things full circle, and uh, praise God. Amen. God is good. And uh, we thank Him for His Spirit. If you have your Bibles, we're going to be turning open to the book of Exodus chapter 32. Amen. Exodus chapter 32 and verse 26. Praise God. So exciting, Sister Jen Gideon got the Holy Ghost in Fallon this morning. Praise God, Amen. Praise God. Now they, now we're gonna get the kids baptized. Jesus and fill the Holy Ghost too, in Jesus name. And then maybe I don't know. We'll see in Jesus name. But looking forward to that, and uh, so exciting, and uh, just what God is doing. Amen. Exodus 32 and 26. The Bible says, Then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, Who is on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me. And all the sons of Levi gathered themselves together unto him. He said, Who is on the Lord's side? And all of the sons of Levi gathered themselves unto him. And I want to preach to us for a few moments on this subject. One step can change your destiny. One step can change your destiny. Would you set down your Bibles and let's lift up our voice and our hearts here today. Would you pray with us this afternoon? Hallelujah, Lord. We love you, God. We give you the praise. We give you the glory, God. There is nobody else like you. There's none beside you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's pray. I believe that this can be a red-letter day for somebody in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I believe that one step, one decision here today can forever change your life, change your eternity, amen, change your direction. Hallelujah. Let's clap our hands unto him. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen. God bless you. you. may be seated in the house of the Lord. Praise God. One step can change your destiny. Our story here today comes after... Moses has been with God, and Moses has heard the word of the Lord, and in hearing the word of the Lord, God has given him some directives, and God has told him uh, what the people are to do and what the people are not to do, and while he is getting a word from God, the Bible lets us know that there were people down at the base of the mountain that were Not doing the things of God. That we're not getting a word from God. In fact, they were not getting something from God. They were down there creating gods of their own. They were creating golden calves that they could worship. And Aaron would say, these be thy gods. And when Moses comes down that mountain, he is coming knowing that if I don't do something about what they are doing down there, that God is going to kill them. And he's already put himself in in the middle, amen, as a typology of Jesus Christ, amen. A mediator between God and men. And he stands and says, Lord, please don't kill them. If you kill them, you're going to have to kill me. And so he sends Moses down the mountain. And as Moses comes down that mountain, he looks and he sees these tablets of stone. And on these tablets of stone are written everything that he sees the people doing. And he has a decision to make. Do I Tell them what these tablets say, or do I try to fix things myself? And we see that Moses, unfortunately, as is the typology of the law, the law being weak and where it cannot bring us to God, this is why we need Jesus. He takes that law and he breaks it, amen, and he tries to take things into his own hands. And as he goes down before the people of God, he proclaims that they are not doing what is right, and he... He asked the question that I'm going to be preaching on here later today. Amen. Who is on the Lord's side? Amen. And Levi came forth. But you got to understand where Levi comes from. Amen. Levi is the, the third son of Jacob and Leah. The Bible would say in Genesis chapter 30. Amen, Uh, I'm sorry, chapter 29 and verse 31. That when the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. This this birth of children comes right after. Leah is married to Jacob, and she's thinking that this is going to be a great marriage, a great life. We're going to have kids. We're going to settle down. We're going to have a family. And then I love how the Bible doesn't pull any punches. Jacob gets a second wife. Now in our generation, there wouldn't be a second wife. There would be a side chick, and uh, and he finds himself somebody else to love. And and the Bible, I love how how it words it. When God saw that Leah was hated, Amen. He saw very much that Jacob did not love his first wife. But Jacob loved, amen, this other individual. Jacob was looking towards Rachel, but not towards Leah. And there is a good side to this. That when God saw that she was hated, the Bible says that God opened her womb. This ought to encourage every individual, amen, that has ever ever felt like life has hated you, amen, that others have despised you, amen, that that is no indicator on whether or not God is going to produce something in your life. Can I preach for just a moment? In fact, sometimes it's the people that it seems like life has despised them the most and things have been the toughest. That it's those individuals that come out with the biggest smile. It's those people that come out, amen, with the greatest strength. Amen. I've heard it said it's not often, amen. Those that are that are that have been through the hard things, amen, that are so busted, but it's those that are busted, amen, that become the hard thing. They become the strength. Anybody ever been there? Can anybody testify that I've been through it? I have struggled. I have fought. But God saw fit to bring me out of it. Oh, somebody clap your hands. Amen. Hey, I think we ought to praise God in this house. Amen. She was despised of man, but yet God made her to produce. Amen. It doesn't matter what you have faced in life. I want you to know you can produce something good. Praise God. You can become something with your life. Amen. You have an opportunity at that. But, but on the human side, if we were to go through this, and I've been doing this recently because I think it's important when we read the Bible to look at the whole Bible. She's now looking at a husband that doesn't love her. And, yes, we see God opening her, opening her womb. But we also see that, that her mentality is, is a little bit different when she produces children The Bible says, And Leah conceived and bare a son, and she called his name Reuben. For she said, Surely the Lord has looked upon my affliction, and now will my husband love me. In other words, God blessed her to produce, but her reason for producing was maybe I'll get the attention that I've been looking for. Maybe I can find myself. In other words, we see this in our world. She is looking at kids as a band-aid on the problems of her marriage. She's seeing that these children will maybe bring some joy that will remind Jacob why they got married in the first place. And I, I'm preaching to a 21st century church right now. Amen. That there are people that think if I can get another car, another house, another job, that somehow it will repair all of the broken and all of the busted things. Amen. She produces another son, and she calls his name Simeon. And she says, the Lord has given me another son. Amen. And and, and it is here that the Bible says she conceives again. And I, I know this because I know people like this. I'm related to people like this. That once they get one kid that doesn't uh, that no longer has to love them because they're out of diapers, they go and produce a couple more, and uh, and now they just got a lot. And there's nothing wrong with having a lot of kids, but uh, but now uh, they get another spouse and they get kids with those spouses, and then they they let those kids go off to the system and get another spouse, and that's just how our world is. And you see that that's what Leah is doing, and I want you to know how Levi is being born and what Levi is coming into, and and now she produces a son. Amen. And she calls him Levi and says, now will my husband be joined to me? Finally, amen, I produced three boys and now he's going to know that I am the only one and and he's going to fix And and so she puts this pressure on Levi. He's going to be the son that joins her, amen, with her husband. That's a lot of pressure on a kid. Amen. Some people put that pressure on their kids. It's going to make everything better. Amen. Don't put that pressure on anybody else. Happiness is your choice. Amen. Fulfillment is not your spouse's choice. It's your choice. Amen. It's nobody else or nothing else that can satisfy. Praise God. There's some good counseling. Amen. That, that marks the calendar off for the month. Amen. Praise God. Uh, but, but it's there that she produces these kids in hopes. And she continues. She doesn't stop there. She keeps going because it's not working. And when she sees it's not working, she keeps trying. And now she produces Levi and puts this pressure on Levi. But as you go through the story and as you look through their life, amen, you will start to see Simeon and Levi, the, 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 the middle children, if you will. Amen, always getting in trouble. It's those middle kids you got to worry about. But uh, not us youngest or some of you oldest, but uh, I think it's those middle kids you got to look out for. But uh, it's the Simeon and the Levi that they, they start just kind of ganging up and they become a team and they start working together. And as we look through the Bible, I don't have time to go into all the details, but they come to an area, and there's a man by the name of Shechem. And Shechem takes and steals away their sister Dinah. And, uh, and the Bible's very real, and there's a lot of stuff, and the Bible's actually letting us know uh, that there's some moral things that are not right. There's some immoral things, I should put it, that are not right, and uh, and so they take, he takes this daughter, this sister of theirs, and and says, well, I'm going to take her away, if I could, without going into any details, and and the sons, amen, of Jacob, Simeon, and Levi, they look at this, and they see, how could this evil be done in Israel? How dare somebody do this and cause such turmoil in our household and so they concoct a plan together that we are going to we are going to make them be circumcised and on the third day when they are at their weakest amen when they cannot defend themselves amen they went into the camp of Shechem and they slaughtered them all this is Levi and Simeon and Jacob looks at those boys that were supposed to be there to help Amen. Leah and him come together that were supposed to bring such joy and such peace. And he says, You have caused me to stink in this land. Amen. Imagine the harsh words from their father. In other words, he looked at him and said, You're a failure. You made a mistake, and how dare you? You have ruined our heritage in this land. Now, I understand what Jacob's saying. Uh, He knows that in this land, everywhere our footsteps is going to be our territory. It was promised to Abraham. It was promised to Isaac, and now it's promised to me. And, boys, it was promised to you as well. But because of your decisions, uh, you're now going to create enemies that are going to follow us from generation to generation. But Levi and Simeon look back at their dad in spite of the cursing. And say what we're supposed to do. We took things into our own hands. And then we follow the story of them. And there's a boy born of Rachel. The one that Jacob loved by the name of Joseph. And Joseph had the favor of their father. He had dreams from God. He was blessed. And as they are out in the field. The father sends Joseph to them. And when he goes looking for them. He is told that they are in Dothan. They are in Shechem. In other words, Levi and Simeon never got out of the place that they made their mistake. They stayed, they farmed, they worked, they lived in Shechem. And when they saw him coming afar off, their first response was, let's kill him. And they, they conspired together, not just Simeon and Levi, but the rest of the brethren. And they said, here comes the dreamer, let's finish him off. And let's kill him. I want to talk about some family turmoil here. This is their brother, amen. And they've had issues in their family. And they're looking at their brother. And they're not thinking, well, maybe we should beat him up and, uh, amen, dunk him in the toilet. No, they are saying, let's kill him. Amen, let's end his life. You understand how intense this family battle and, and this family feud and this struggle between step-siblings is. And this is Levi and Simeon. And they end up selling their brother... Joseph off into slavery. The rest of the story, Joseph rises above because God still has his back. And as he gets out, he saves alive all of the brethren that tried to kill him. And at the end of, Jake, uh, at the end of Jacob's life, in Genesis chapter 49, amen, if you want to turn there you can, Genesis chapter 49 and 5, in this last chapter of Israel or Jacob's life, he is prophesying to his kids and he goes one by one and he tells them this is what you this is what you're going to be you're going to be blessed you're going to be favored you're going to you're going to do all these things he tells others you did wrong here but it's all right there's some good coming out of this but when he comes to Simeon and Levi he puts them together it's the only grouping you see in the bible of two brethren this is what he says about his boys imagine hearing this about your life amen, on your, on your father's, at your father's death, uh, deathbed and, and at the side, amen, of, of his deathbed. And he begins to talk and you're thinking, well, I, I've done a lot of things in life and maybe he'll speak over some of them, but no, he goes back over his mind and this is all he can say to his boys, Simeon and Levi, amen. He says, Simeon and Levi are brethren, instruments of cruelty are in their habitations, oh my soul come not thou into their secret he wants nothing to do with these people amen because of how cruel and how 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 messed up and how many mistakes that they've made amen he says uh, don't come into their secret under their assembly mine honor uh, he's saying don't even let don't even let my name rest on them my honor rest on them he's saying amen I want nothing to do with these boys uh, amen he continues on and says be not thou united uh, he's trying to divide them even though they've been united in mischief uh, amen for In their anger they slew a man, and in their self-will they dig down a wall. Cursed be their anger, for it was fierce, and their wrath, for it was cruel. I will divide them in Jacob, and I will scatter them in Israel. I want you to see how real this moment is. These boys are sitting, and they're watching their father die. And he looks back and says, don't let my honor rest on you. I promise we're going somewhere real good here today. But you got to understand, this is really where people are, and they're feeling it, and they know, amen, it was just a few mistakes, but those mistakes have continually, amen, rested on them for the rest of their life, and they can't get away from them. And here they are, amen, when they should be getting a blessing from their father. You got to understand the blessing from the father was so important. Amen, I think it's still important from our Heavenly Father, amen. They're looking for a blessing, but all they get is a curse from their father. He says, you're going to be scattered. You're going to be divided. You're not going to be united. Amen. He's letting them know that because of the cruelty and because of the mistakes, amen, all the way to Shechem and to your brother Joseph, there's nothing good for you in your future. It just is what it is, and you can mark it down that this is how it's going to be for the rest of your days. And then they go into Egypt. And 430 years, the last thing that they can remember. Now, I want you to notice something. Genesis is written by Moses, which is a son of Levi. This was so intense that when Moses wrote about it, he knew the story. This was handed down from generation to generation. You'll never excel. You'll never become. It's just how it's going to be. You're going to be divided. There's gonna be there's gonna be nothing but anger. There's nothing but, but but walls that have fallen apart in your life. Uh, amen. There's no, not gonna be any honor in your house. Uh, amen. He said there's there's not gonna be anything good that comes into your life uh, because of what you have done. And for 430 years, uh, amen. Father tells son, and amen. That next son tells his son. Uh, amen. There's nothing good that's gonna come out of our Levi. Uh, amen. We are gonna continue in this mess. Uh, amen. Great, 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 great grandfather. told us it was going to be this way and there's nothing that we can do amen we've been tagged together Simeon and Levi amen And, and it's just how it's going to be it must be our fate to be lumped together to be destined to fail forever to be destined and to be faded to never get beyond where we are and that is really where we see a lot of people amen but I've come to help you here today there is a difference between fate and destiny. And there are people that if we don't understand the difference, amen, we will, we will live our lives through that. The, pe- the way people view fate and destiny have a profound effect on how they view their lives. Again, we are seeing Simeon. And we are seeing Levi, both a part of the same curse, amen, both a part of the same negativity, amen, that was spoken over them, amen. If people believe in fate, if they believe that their lives are a result of fate, amen, then they can say, there is no way to change this, amen. They are likely to become passive. They are they are going to adopt a fatalistic attitude. They are going to say that we have no way of changing what already is is we are fated to forever be a failure and i've come to preach to some folks amen that that is not in the bible can i preach it fate is not in the bible it is not of god it is not a christian thing amen the greeks believed in fate pagans believed in fate but the church of the living god does not believe Come on, can I help you? That lets you know you can stop living based on the idea that it's just going to happen to me and I have no choice in the matter. That bad things happen and it's just going to be my fate. You can throw that out the window. It's not of God. God never said it. Somebody lift up your hands and magnify him. Come on, let's praise him. Come on, you are destined for more. You are not fated for failure. You are destined for greatness. And you got a decision. You got a choice. You just got to get up and make the choice. Oh, let's clap our hands. Let's love him. Let's love him. There's people being delivered of that ideology right now. It's not in the Bible. You didn't get that from the Holy Ghost. You got that from bad ideology and bad theology. You are not fated to be a failure. You are not fated to be a mistake. You are not fated to never excel. You are not fated to be broke. You are not fated to be... I come to preach to some folks, you are not fated to be a drug addict because your mother or father was a drug addict. You are not fated to be an alcoholic because everyone in your family. I come to help some folks. They'd even try to prove it by science. Well, you know, because your mother and father was a drug addict, you're going to have this gene in your body. They've never found the gene. Oh, somebody ought to shout right there. They haven't found the gene that you're going to have a twisted ideology on sexuality. I didn't come to offend nobody, but I came to help you. Uh, amen. They didn't they have not found the gene that proves that there's more than male and female. They have not found the gene that says because you had a deadbeat father, you're going to be a deadbeat father. They've not found the gene that says because they were on drugs, you got to be on drugs. Uh, amen. That's an all lie from an old devil you know what that is that's fate that's an old fat lady in the same dress she got something she's trying to she's trying to hype it up and she's trying to say it's a little different no they're trying to lie to people they're trying to keep people bound into thinking they'll never be well you know you just don't have a high enough iq it doesn't run in your family show me that in the bible Come on, I came to preach hope. I came to preach help. Somebody needs to know that is not not—that is not your destiny. You can go to college. You can buy a house. You can get a career. You can. Oh, somebody lift up your hands and love him. Come on, I came to preach. There's a devil been lying to some folks, saying it's just how your family's always been. It's just Simeon and Levi. It's just fate. It's always going to, no, 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 no. You got a destiny. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Somebody pray. Somebody pray. I feel him. I feel him in this house. I'm going to step off them notes because I feel it in this building. Amen. You're not fated to be a mistake. You're not fated. You got a choice. You got a chance. You You can get up from where you are. You can take a step and say, I'm on the Lord's side. Levi and Simeon, no, 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 disconnect us. Simeon believes nothing ever came of Simeon. Nothing ever became because he said, I'm not on the Lord's side. But people that said it might have been this way for 430 years. But as of today, it stops. Drug addiction ran in my family until I got baptized in Jesus' name. And it stopped right there. Abuse ran in the family until I got filled with the Holy Ghost. And it... Oh, somebody, I'll clap their hands. Somebody, magnify, let's stand across the building and clap our hands unto the Lord. Somebody shout, the Holy Ghost is in this place right now. He came to set you free. He came to deliver you of that mentality. Somebody magnify him. Hallelujah. I feel it. I feel it. There's some folks shaking it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. Devil, you're a liar. Devil, you're a liar. Ain't no law of man. Ain't no law of nature. Ain't no law of God that says I got to stay. Nobody. Somebody, somebody ought to shake it off right now. Nowhere does it say you got to stay the way you are. No. I feel some Levi's in the house of God here tonight. I feel Levi's that are saying, I'm done being with Simeon. I'm done with this mentality. I'm it may not seem like much to you, but it's just one little step on sunday but it's a mentality shift but i feel him in this house somebody magnify him somebody pray in the holy ghost somebody pray in the holy ghost You can change your destiny right now. You can change your future right now. You can change where you are right now. See, Simeon never became anything, Brother Mark. You read it. There's just really nothing ever said of him. He disappears. Because he just said, it is what it is. This is my life. You know, there's some people actually like the excuse. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Some people love the excuse of it's not my fault. Well, I didn't choose. And maybe indecision's the problem. You just need to choose. Choose you this day whom you will serve. <laughs> but Moses comes down, he knows. He didn't have, here's here's what's beautiful. He didn't ask the question, who's been off the Lord's side? Because everybody would have said me. Simeon would have said me. Levi would have said me. Reuben would have said me. You go Ephraim, Manasseh, they all would have said me. Gad, Asher, they all would have said I've been off the Lord's side. The question is not how off you've been. The question is not how messed up you've been. The question is when he comes calling, will you take a step? Will you make a decision? I might have been that. You see, Levi was worshiping the golden calf Just like everybody else But when the preacher came And gave an altar call It was the one. Oh, hallelujah but you know what's beautiful? It was that one moment You're never going to be nothing Everything's going to fail in your life You know who the priesthood were? Levi That's right The priesthood, you know, the ones that got the opportunity to worship God. Levi. The ones that got the opportunity to carry the presence of God on their shoulders. Not Simeon, not Reuben, not even Judah. It was Levi. And God looked at Levi and he saw that moment and he said, you'll always have a place in the ministry. You'll always have a place in the priesthood, in the nation of Israel. 1 Peter 2, 9. But you are a chosen generation. A royal, a royal priesthood and holy nation a peculiar people that you and I should show forth the praises of him that's called us out of darkness into his marvel the levis that said yes I made mistakes yes I got problems but I'm on the Lord's side Somebody clap your hands and magnify the Lord. Somebody dance. You got an opportunity who at one point were not a people, but are now the people of God. Preacher, sounds great. But you don't know what's been running in my family for a long time. I don't, but I know one step can change your destiny. One trip to this altar and God can fill you with His Spirit. And it doesn't matter what's afflicted you, it doesn't matter what has come against you, when you get filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, He said, I give you power anybody got the Holy Ghost that want to give God praise I got power oh I feel somebody ought to worship God you got the Holy Ghost you got power if you don't have the Holy Ghost you can make a decision today I'm going to get the Holy Ghost Destiny change, life change, eternity change, forever. But what steps can I take right now? See, steps are different for everybody. My Bible says, men and brethren, what shall we do? They knew, we've already messed up, we killed our Messiah, there's no hope for us. And Peter could have said, you're right, good luck, bye. You're fated to be doomed. He said, All right, repent. Turn from sin. There's some people here today. It might be there where you just say, God, I'm sorry. I know what I've been, I know where I've been, I know, I know who I've been, but today I'm taking the step. <laughs> the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single. Don't ever look down on yourself or somebody else for making one step. You know, you made a step today when you came to church. You ought to give God praise that you made that step. You're closer to being a royal priesthood than you were sitting at home in front of the television. You're he said, Repent. And be baptized every one of you in the name of jesus christ for the remission of sins Uh, you have to have your sins washed away in a watery grave in the name of jesus christ well preacher i've never been baptized you can take that step and my bible says if any man be in christ all things are passed away all things are become new well i'm going to be a drug addict because my mom and dad were drug addicts Well, when you get baptized in Jesus' name, all things. Oh, somebody ought to praise him. It was washed away in baptism. It was cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. And then he says, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of God living on the inside of you. And now you can walk in power. You can walk in authority. You can walk and say, yeah, that used to be me, but that's not me no more. That old devil that used to say, hey, why don't you step into this bar or this liquor store? And now that you're full of the Holy Ghost, you're saying, no, I want to go to a prayer meeting. I want to get a hold of God. I want to worship. What has changed? You took a step and said, God, I can't do this on my own. And the beautiful thing. Is the Bible says that on that day, there were 3,000 that took a step. And the same was added to them, 3,000 souls. You know what a step might be for somebody? To come to the front, to come to this altar and begin to talk with God for the first time. It might have been months, years. Amen. It might have been decades. But you come to this front and you don't care about what anybody else says. But you lift your hands and you begin to pray. You can change your destiny with one prayer meeting. I want us to lift up our hands. Come on. You are a royal priesthood. You are a chosen people. You are a holy nation. You've been called out. I want us to come. Would you empty out your seats if you feel comfortable? And come up to the front. Lift up your hands. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you can get it right now. If you've never been baptized, in Jesus' name, you can be baptized today. If you've never repented, you can repent. Come on, that's it. Let's flood these altars. And if if you want, you can pray right where you are in your seat. But I want you to lift up your hands and take a step of faith. Take a step in your spirit and say, God, here I am. Come on, that's it. The Holy Ghost is here. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you can get it right now. If you need to shake off some things from your past, you can do it right now. right where you are the Holy Ghost is in this building the Spirit of God is here lift up your voice just take a step just take a step it might not seem like much to you but you can change your destiny with one step towards God Come on, your decision today is taking a step. Your decision to say I'll go after God is taking a step. Your decision to say I will serve God is taking a step. There's steps being taken.